Happy Friday. How are you doing today, Sleeky? I'm great. How are you, April? Doing good. Can't complain. Looking forward to today's episode. So what, what you've had going on this week? Any news? Any Working on anything fun? Boy, do I have news for you. It's been a great week because I've basically been playing on my Game Boy. And guess what game I have on here? Do you it's recognize it, April? Super Mario. Wow. It is. It is Super Mario Brothers. This is all I've been doing all week. I've just been like answering questions about this, playing games on this. If you see me a little distracted in today's show, you know what I'm up to. It's blame, blame it on the little Game Boy. I don't blame you. That's pretty awesome. Are you have any other good games on there? See, like I, I myself, I'm a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan, Tetris, you know, and Super Mario. So that's pretty cool. I have to get one of those. So don't blame you for being distracted. <laughs> for sure. I put. I have actually got Sonic on this. I haven't booted it up yet. I put in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I put in uh, Zelda. So I have a fully stocked up weekend plan. But also part of my weekend plan is to read this amazing blog post my friend Rachel from the Xamarin team has been publishing so it's part of a whole accessibility series you can check out the link in the show notes and you know uh, she's been uh, sharing us tips and tricks about how to do accessibility in Xamarin mobile apps and also she's been sharing the roadmap on all the accessibility features that they're going to be adding to .NET MAUI which is pretty exciting I'm pretty very cool. very happy for her yeah, yeah super exciting. So I have some pretty cool news too. You remember how I mentioned last week that the Microsoft Business Application Summit is coming up on Tuesday, May 4th? Yep. Well, we just announced our cloud scale challenges for that event, and you have to check out the names for these cloud scale challenges. They're pretty cool. We have the return of the Power App Challenge. That might be my favorite one. We have be one with the data. Uh, this is the way challenge. So many great ones and fun names to participate in. So make sure you check this out. Um, this will go live on May 4th when Invest starts. So you can start your challenge then. And uh, you oh, know, man, I love. I love it. I was going to say that, holy crap, I love the names. I'm so excited that they lead into the fact that it's May 4th and it's not a trap challenge. Oh, yes, I think that's death. So I'm thinking I'm going to do that first. So it's not a trap challenge. But tell me something. If I do do like if I do participate in this channel challenge, what's in it for me? So everyone who in, completes these challenges will be entered into a sweepstakes where you can actually win one-on-one -on -one time with some Power Platform expert within Microsoft. So that's pretty cool. So you complete the challenge and you can get all of your Power Platform questions answered if you win that sweepstakes. No way. So you're telling me, first of all, it's May the 4th. I'm already excited because it's Star Wars Day. Now we have these amazing Star Wars themes challenge and I get to win something by doing this? It yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, super exciting. So you know what I'm excited about, though? Today's show, what do we have in store for us? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have an excellent, excellent you know, show agenda to share with you. So first off, we're going to be having Christos and his friend JP joining us, talking to us about Microsoft Identity. And then we're going to be having the MVP spotlight. We have Betsy talking to an awesome MVP, Ivana. Her story is super inspiring. I can't wait for you all to you know, hear her share it. And then we're going to be talking about uh, talking to Ben about another. So, you know, May seems to be just full of these amazing events. So we have the MBAS next week, but then we also have this thing called Build. And Ben's going to be talking to us about this, you know, thing called Build, Microsoft Build thing. Um, and uh, last but not least, as always, our favorite segment, Diego's Wall. 
Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. You know, Microsoft Build, I know like May is just such a great month. I mean, MBAS for Power Apps and Business Apps and Build for the Code First Dev story. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that and how we can, uh, you know, what we can do, how we can get signed up for that and all that. So looking forward for to that. For sure, for sure. And you know, just I was just like, I was looking at Mario jump around and guess what, what I just remembered. So remember my my obsession with the little helicopter on Mars? Yeah. So it, so it actually finished like three successful flights on Mars. But unfortunately, yesterday, they tried to do like a longer flight than they would usually do. But something went weird, something went poopy. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, they're gonna have a debrief, like, you know, like Q&A with the helicopter team today, which is very exciting. But another cool thing that I learned about this is NASA is actually having a inspired woman into STEM with the engineering team that worked on the helicopter. So if you go into the NASA website, you can go learn about them, you know, talking about this amazing new, you know, thing with, uh, you know, how to become a STEM engineer and talk to the team that worked on the helicopter. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So anyways, shall we start today's show? Yeah, let's dive right in. All right. So first up, our segment, we have Christos and John going to be talking to us about Microsoft Identity. Hello. Welcome Hello. to the show, new friends. <laughs> I have never met you before. The show has never met you before. Shall we have some cool introductions? Uh, JP, do you want to go first and introduce yourself to your new friends? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is JP. Um, I work in developer advocacy for Microsoft Identity specifically. So uh, uh, we get to go hang out with developers and tell them about all the cool things that we're doing in Identity. And we also listen a lot to what they're trying to do and make sure that gets uh, accounted for back in product. So uh, it's, a, it's a cool place to be right at the nexus of what people are trying to do and the people who are making it. That's awesome. And Christos, I'm digging that purple light in the background. Can you also introduce yourself to us? Absolutely. I'm a developer advocate PM for the advocacy team here at Identity. I work alongside JP probably eight hours a day um, <laughs> you know, talking to each other about uh, all the cool things that we do and all the challenges that developers face. And our goal is to help educate developers and help uh, enterprises and companies build more secure, more robust software. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, I've been told you're here to talk to us about Microsoft identity. I know Microsoft. I don't know identity. <laughs> Who, who's going to tell me about what, what this is? What is Microsoft identity? Yeah, I can go first. So Microsoft identity is, uh, is a service that allows uh, developers to quickly integrate uh, authentication and authorization in their solutions. It also provides uh, a number of other services that underpin uh, Azure to securely access resources. So uh, by using Microsoft Identity, you can enable uh, your users to sign in and then securely access their data somewhere on Azure or somewhere else. The point is to do it securely and at scale. Gotcha. JP, do you want to add something to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're using Office or Office 365 or Azure or even your Xbox today, uh, you're already using Microsoft Identity. So. Uh, we do tens of billions of authentications per day. So every time you're using a Microsoft product, you are using uh, you're using one of the identity platforms, and it's it's really just sort of a reflection of what um, uh, of of the, sort of the the way the world is now is that uh, if we're going to build apps, um, we almost always need to know who you are, and it's very difficult to build anything now that that doesn't show you your data and doesn't show you your calendar or your email or your uh, your whatever and. And that's why it's uh, that's why it's so important to developers to to have these kinds of platforms available. 
That's great. That's really interesting. So when I'm not playing on my Game Boy, I do mobile dev. So you know what? Please try and like explain to me the importance of this. Why should developers care about Microsoft identity? Uh, I, I think a lot of it's because uh, identity is one of those things that developers need, um, and it's one that very few developers like. Right? I mean, there are 1,500 developers here at Microsoft who really like it, who build it every day, and. Uh, at a few other places, but generally it's one of those things that's very thankless of, well, you did your authentication correctly, you did your security correctly so that you can protect your users' data and make sure that you know who they are and that they see only their data, and it's totally thankless. Nobody cares about that. Uh, when they find out is when you end up in the news because somebody stole your database and they, they put it online or your users got breached or whatever. And so um, it's one of those foundational things that, that everybody needs to have and everybody needs to be really comfortable with. Um, but it is uh, it, it has a, a tendency to be a little bit esoteric and to be a little weird and a little uh, specific. And, and what we try to do is to demystify a lot of that so that developers can get in and have confidence that they're building secure applications and uh, not have to worry about hosting all of that infrastructure uh, to do that on their own. Gotcha. I mean, that, that's amazing. I'm really appreciating the importance of security that you're talking about. Um, Christos, where should a de developer like me, where should I go to learn more about Microsoft Identity? Yeah, these days we do a lot of work on uh, streaming, uh, whether it's on Twitch or whether it's on YouTube. Uh, we have a bi-weekly or twice-weekly show on Tuesdays and Fridays at 8 a.m. where we go live with our audience and we go through end-to-end -end scenarios. We try to explain some of the intricacies and complexities. We try to take people through end-to-end -end scenarios, whether it's just authenticating users or whether it's you know deploying something to Azure and making sure you can access it securely. Uh, and the whole point there is education. And uh, there's, there's also, you know, it's the base for everything that we do and we have a, a very active uh, Discord community but make sure you follow us on Discord. Make sure you visit aka.ms45 show to join us and uh, you can reach out on Twitter or um, Discord or even Twitch to uh, find out and speak to experts like us around identity. Amazing, April. So you and I are going to be joining in and you know spamming this Discord channel and this Twitch stream with a ton of questions. Is that right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I am the world's laziest developer, so I'm really appreciative to the identity team for making that authentication of the apps that I build easier. And I will totally be spamming you on Twitch there. <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, next up, we have our MVP spotlight. So this week we have Betsy Weber talking with AI MVP Ivana. Over to you, Betsy. Hello, world. I have a great guest today. We have an AI MVP from Argentina. Welcome, Ivana Tilka. Hi, girls. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here, Betsy. I'm so glad you're here. Now, I hear you grew up in a you grew up in a small town like I did, where access to technology resources could be scarce sometimes. Tell me how you got started on your tech journey. It was difficult. I actually lived in a small city in the north of Argentina. Uh, it's called Salta. It's pretty small. And I'm not going to say how old I am, but at that age when I was studying, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have internet. Actually, there was internet, but only through Seaver cafes. So um, how did I get into technology? Actually, I went to Seaver cafes and do a little bit of, of research in order to get back home and start studying and start doing things over there. 
But uh, every, ha every time I had the opportunity to go to a cyber cafe, I used blogs, I used Microsoft blogs to ask questions. And a lot of people from Microsoft actually advocates now that I have, they were named evangelists at that moment. They reached to me and helped me a lot. And they sent me books. And that's how I started reading, reading and learning everything about technology. That's so great that the community helped you. So is it true, Ivana, that your friends, family, and even teachers discouraged you from pursuing a, a career in tech? How did you overcome that? The, it is true. And it's a funny story because now I understand it because I'm older, but in the city I lived when I was a child, um, it is most common for girls to be to be a, become a wife and have kids uh, or pursue careers like uh, being a, becoming a doctor or law, but not technology. Technology was a career that you could say it was for guys only, not for girls. And when I told my uh, my teachers that I wanted to become, uh, I wanted to be, to be on the technology industry, they would they would say, "Come on, Ivana, pick something real." And I was like, "Duh, I want this. I want this, and I'm going to make it." And uh, after a couple of years, guess what happened? I'm in technology, Betsy. Well, I'm so glad you stuck with it. So you've been an MVP for a little over a year. How did you earn the MVP award? Well, as I told you, I, I was a student partner where from 20 years old uh, until I think it was five or six, seven years ago. And I had a lot of friends uh, that were also Microsoft student partners or were MVPs or also were Microsoft employees. And then I started working into management and the company I worked for. But uh, I kept on having those friends. And when I, I decided like a year and a half, as you said, to be back into technology, be back in social media, started writing blog about innovation because I love it. Uh, then this group of people said, hey, Ivana, are you back? And I said, yes, guys, I'm back. And they then they said, okay, you are doing an amazing job writing articles, doing videos, so let's nominate you to become an MVP. And that's how I became an MVP. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with the community. So one of the things I often hear from people who are new to the community is they don't even want to even ask questions sometimes. They don't know where to start or where to go. What advice do you have for somebody who's new to the community? That happens a lot, but it's usually students or professionals are afraid to ask questions or reach out to people that they think that are pretty intelligent or that have high influence in the community. But um, I had a, this phrase in my head all the time that you already have a no as an answer. You already have, uh, you're not reaching someone and you already can say, okay, they are not answering me. But the first thing you need to do guys is to reach someone or get a mentor, get someone to mentor you, to to motivate you or to guide you in your career or in your profession. So that's the best advice I can give everyone, Betsy. I like that advice. And there are no silly questions, are there? There's, you know. No, as, as I think it, one of the guys said uh, earlier, there are no silly questions and no one has the truth. Uh, we can, we have all a different point of view. And so what happened, we, we can all get together and learn, learn together, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Ivana, for sharing your MVP journey and your learning journey. And back to you, Sweetie, in April. 
Wow, that was great, Ivana. Love that. You already have a no as an answer. That was the tidbit that I, I stood out for me from that. So that's the worst that can happen. So don't let that stop you from reaching out and finding a mentor. Sweeky, uh, weren't you a student partner too? I know. Yay, student partner. We're the awesomest and the most inspiring people in Microsoft, I feel. And talking of inspiring things and cool things, next up, we have this really cool segment. We're going to be talking to Ben about what's up with Microsoft Build. Hey, Sweeky. Hello, world. How are we doing? Hello. How are you, Ben? How's Good, it going? good. Good and great to be back here. We uh, we announced earlier this week that build registration has opened and I wanted to take a moment today to step you through what it takes to get registered and also talk about some of the things that you'll find along the way. Um, now, if you want to get started, head over to mybuild.microsoft.com to get uh, to kick off your entire registration process. You can watch the video that's here. Um, but what we want to do today is we want to go and click that register now button to kick off our registration process. Now, we're going to click sign in and kind of pivoting off our identity discussion before there are couple of different identity options you can use to register for build. You can use your M365 account, your Outlook.com account, LinkedIn, GitHub. And if you happen to be a Microsoft employee watching Hello World, you can use your Microsoft.com account. Now, I'm going to use my Outlook.com account to register this time. So we're going to go and put in Hello World, Hello Build at Outlook.com to get started. I'm going to click Next. I'm going to go and put in my super secure password, um, making sure that no one sees what's going on there. Um, and then I need to allow this app to access some of my basic information to kick off my registration. Now, once I've signed in, you'll get this screen and this is where I can register myself, I can register a group of other people or I can go and update details on my registration if I've already done that. Now I'm just registering for the first time. So I'm gonna go and click register, put in all of my base details and then I need to go in and select a couple of quick options. So am I a student, which I'm not in this case? Am I a media or analyst, which is also important to select? And am I a government employee? Um, now this next option is really important because this checkbox here allows us to connect you with the other attendees of Build. So if you wanna network with other people in your industry, you wanna check this checkbox to say that you wanna participate in the attendee directory. Uh, of course, we have a bunch of really great featured partners there who want to be able to reach out to you and share their information. So I always love to get that. So I'm going to click yes there. And then I need to accept the terms and conditions. Now, these are important. These are our kind of standard rules of conduct from Microsoft to ensure that everyone coming to build can have a great experience and everyone can have a safe experience. Now, I'm over 18, so I'm going to click yes to that and hit submit. Now, the second step on my registration is to complete this two question survey. And this is a really simple survey that goes through and asks me what I do for a job and what my role is. Um, I'm going to go and select this option here that says I write code and architect applications. Um, and then I can go through and select the type of technology that I'm interested in hearing about at Build as well. So I'm going to say that I'm interested in, uh, in looking at some of the cloud development, AI and machine learning. And of course, there's a spot down the bottom there if there is some technology that I'm really interested in checking out myself. And this really just helps us to make sure that we are meeting all of our attendees' needs. Now, once I've registered, I come to my summary and this is where I can see that I'm done and I'm ready to go. I have my spot secured for Build and I'm ready to go when this, uh, when this event goes live. That was great. Excellent, excellent information. But hear me out. So I've been, you know, on this all week. Convince me, why should I stop playing Super Mario and go register for Build? 
So that's a great question. And there are a couple of things you get access to as a registered attendee of Build that everyone else who hasn't registered does not get access to. First of all, you get access to be able to um, take part in the chat. So as you see those keynotes and those sessions being broadcast for Build, you'll be able to chat with other attendees, with experts who are there. You'll be able to ask questions about the demos and interact with the Microsoft folk who are there helping to build that content. You also get access to Cloud Skills Challenge. So that Cloud Skills Challenge you saw for MBAS will be running another Cloud Skills Challenge just for Microsoft Build. And the only way you're gonna be able to take part in that is if you register. And then last but not least, we have these great one-on-one -on -one consultations. They are 45 minutes between you and a Microsoft expert where you can talk confidentially about your solution, about you know anything you're looking at or challenges you're facing there and, and get one-on-one -on -one help from people right here within Microsoft as well. That is amazing. So um, April, I'm going to have to you know, bring you back in, mostly because I'm trying to figure out how to get an uh, internet browser to come up on my Game Boy so I can go register for Build now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I know what I'm doing right after this. And register and check out some of the cool sessions they have there and uh, probably do that Cloud Skills Challenge myself. Looking forward to that. Great way to get started. OK. Well, so what the last segment we have for today is my favorite segment, Diego's Wall. So let's turn it over to Diego and see what inspiration he has for us today. Hello, April. Hello, Swiki. And hello, world. This is Diego broadcasting live from Seattle, Washington, the Microsoft headquarters. And I'm in my office surrounded by these walls that I've been constructing for the last two decades at Microsoft, full of stories, and anecdotes and concepts, mostly to nurture my own sense of wonder, but also to share it with others, with you. And today I want to share with you one of the earlier posts that I had. It was a phrase from Ralph Waldo Emerson, an American writer, also an abolitionist, who captured my imagination. And, and this is right here, the quote, and it says, people only see what they are prepared to see. People only see what they are prepared to see. Sounds a bit strange. What does this mean? It, you know, it captured my, my imagination because I, when I came to the United States, I, I noticed I couldn't see some opportunities that some of my colleagues were seeing, but also I was seeing some things that they were not seeing. So I felt it was very uh, poetic phrase, but the more that the years went by, the more I learned that this is an actual real thing that, the eye can only see what it's prepared to see. Here's the thing, the eyes are hardware. And then the image comes in and then it's processed by our software in our mind. And to illustrate this, I wanna tell something that happened in the 1800s where there was this scholar named William Gladstone who actually was reading Homer's Odyssey and he noticed that the, the ocean was described as color of dark wine. Not blue, but dark wine. And he was puzzled by this. So he looked for the color blue in the book and he couldn't find it. And then this other scholar named Lazarus, he actually started looking and they couldn't find the color blue any on any modern text or any or any old text. They went to the Hebrew, Hindu, all these different societies. They, they only were able to find the color blue on Egyptian text because the, the Egyptians were able to dye things color blue. So could it be that humanity couldn't see the color blue before? 
the truth is we were look we were seeing it but we didn't recognize it because we didn't have a word for it we didn't have the concept of blue and this blew my mind like this is in recent years there is this tribe that was discovered in the country of namibia it's called the the himba tribe and what they did is they don't have a word for the color blue in their in their language so they actually show them this uh circle of green squares and one of them is blue as you can see very obviously but they asked these tribe members which colors were actually uh which square was different and they couldn't tell they couldn't tell which square was different doesn't this sound unbelievable for us it's so easy now before you feel superior to the members of the himba tribe those folks have many words for the color green they have different shades of green and we don't you know we have dark green light green so the scientists went to the united kingdom and they did this other experiment this was an article in business insider that told us that they showed that they, they did the same experiment but in the reverse they took like a circle of green squares one of them is a different shade of green and we cannot tell the difference. I mean, you can look and look and they all look the same, but the members of the Namibia tribe or the Hiba tribe can actually immediately recognize that one of these squares is on a different shade. So truly the eye can only see what we are prepared to see. And you know, the way that this actually uh, um, relates to Microsoft the tech industry is that we are making a big push for for diversity and inclusion. And this story goes to show that we cannot assume that what we're seeing is what's really out there. What we see is very much shaped by how we grew up, the language we learned to speak, and what we want to see. Uh, so I, I have some call to actions, but I wanna ask April, am I making any sense so far? <laughs> yeah, totally. First of all, super interesting story about the colors. That was That's crazy. And yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, how are we supposed to see other things if we don't expose ourselves? to other experiences so it makes total sense yeah so that's one of the call to actions expose yourself to as many experiences and cultures as you can you will be able to start seeing things that you couldn't see before things that other can't and it's okay to have strong opinions you need to know what you want you need to know who you are have strong opinions but seek different perspectives because other people can see things you don't and if you actually do this you will know things that other people don't like you know one more experiment they looked at russian native speakers in russian there are two different words for dark blue and light blue completely different words you know in english we say light blue or dark blue but in russian it's two different words so they timed they did an experiment where they were timing how quickly a person could tell if something was light blue or dark blue and the russian native speaker could tell much faster than english speakers if something is light blue or dark blue and that's simply because they have two different names for it so again wow. seek different perspectives expose yourself to a lot of eclectic different uh, cultures and uh you're gonna have a superpower to see more so that's, that's great advice April. thank you so much Thank you. Well, Sweeky, so what did you think about that? Were you able to spot the difference in that green color chart that Diego showed? I couldn't. I don't know if you could. I couldn't, but I am truly thankful that humanity did eventually discover the color blue, because imagine a world without the color blue. We wouldn't have the Blue Man Group. We wouldn't have the Smurfs. We wouldn't have Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die, which is the greatest song <laughs> in the world. I mean, 
Yep, that's that's my takeaway, man. Yeah, I mean, so many great things, right? And blue is my favorite color. I can't imagine that. Yeah, yeah, man, this has been a great show. This has been awesome. We've had so many great things. What do we start off with? Let's see. We had Christoph and JP talking about Microsoft identity. He goes, any uh, anything you want to share here? Any links you want to share? Call to action. Just uh, make sure to uh, follow us on the AK.MS45 show. This is where we spend most of our time. <laughs> awesome. And uh, what else do we have? We have the MVP spotlight. So we heard from Ivana and Betsy. Ivana, your story was really inspiring as well, just like Diego's wall. I love that you, you didn't give up, you didn't listen to others, and you kept moving forward. Uh, any call to action that you have, Ivana? Uh, to everyone, I'm here. I want to mentor, so reach me. Awesome. Yes. Don't forget about those mentors. I want to make those really important. Uh, then we heard from about build from Ben. So yes, build coming up when May 25th or the 27th. How do we get signed up for that again, Ben? That's right. Head over to mybuild.microsoft.com to get started and get your registration in. Awesome. And then, of course, Diego's wall, which we just talked about. Oh, yeah. I was like, sign up for build. Any device doesn't matter. Just grab the nearest device you have close to you to go sign up for build. I'm so happy we had such awesome guests today. Thank you to everyone. Thank you for coming and sharing all your awesome news. I will. I promise I will stop playing and I will go learn about everything that everyone shared today. Same here. You know, super jealous of your, you know, you mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier, Sleeky and having on the game. Huge April O'Neil fan. I got my April O'Neil Funko Pop here. I thought I was April O'Neil as a kid. So super jealous that you have that on your, your new game boy. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, thank you to all our viewers also for watching. But please don't go away. If you're watching us live, up next, we have the AI show with Seth Juarez. And if you're watching us on playback, stay tuned for an awesome next episode. And for everyone else over here, let's leave everyone with our last piece of advice. So what was it? April, lead us, please, with our wave for today. Uh, OK, wax on, wax off. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>